Um, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor this half hour for the blaze coverage. It's real estate agents. I trust uh, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, you need the best people, especially if you're going to move to a place where you don't know you need somebody to coordinate on both sides. You could you could really use a team on your side, those selling your house and buying, you know, someplace else. You need realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, this is a free service to you. We just put you in touch with the people that have gone through our screening process, uh, and we feel they are the best in the area. You do your own homework on them, but you can start here. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the team on your side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. In my opinion, there are very few people uh, who see over the horizon and can see what's coming and have been accurate and have led the way uh, and and been screaming from the, the gates, warning, here come the barbarians. There are also very few people who could admit that they were wrong at one point or they misunderstood or they've just grown into a new understanding. Somebody who said, uh, there's the, there are thought police coming our way 20 years ago and was so clear, this author opened my eyes to all kinds of new thinking. I am thrilled to introduce you to, again, you know this author, but have her on this uh, program in 60 seconds. It is so critical right now that you keep your shoulders uh, uh, to the wheel here and you you push the savings of money and financial choices into the wise direction. Uh, big fan of American financing and all they do to help people. I have been a fan of theirs since after the crash. They tried to get me to be a uh, spokesperson for them. And I said, no, I don't really trust banks and mortgage companies right now. I think this whole thing is a house of cards. And they're like, yeah, I know we listen to you. This is a family owned and operated uh, business. They said, we listen to you. We agree. And I said, well, call me up after the crash and let's see how your customers did. Well, they weren't getting people into stupid loans. That's why, that's why Stu has a loan with them now at about 2%, mm-hmm. but didn't get a loan with them <laughs> earlier know. because... Not sure why that would be important to bring up. Because you were looking... I think you got your other loan from a guy in a shark skin suit that was like, hey, psst, pal, I tell you what we're going to do here. He, he worked with Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, they are going to help you... Uh, set your course in the right direction. That is by refinancing. If you are paying more than 4%, 3% really on your loan, you could be saving hundreds of dollars a month. You can roll all of your bills into one lump loan, put it into your mortgage, uh, and uh, that will save you, could save you $1,000 a month or more. 
It's American financing. Call them. There's no tricks, no hidden fees or or pressure. It's American financing. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I am a big fan of Tammy Bruce. Uh, She is a conservative, but that's not where she came from. She made a change in her life and her thinking because she was the president of the uh, L.A. chapter of the National Organization of Women. And when Clinton was going through what he was going through with Monica Lewinsky, she thought that the organization should be consistent. And of course, it wasn't. Uh, that's, that was her, I think her first real, uh, awakening. And she is, uh, now somebody who is a independent conservative, quite outspoken, uh, yesterday or day before she wrote a series of tweets, a tweet storm on her meeting with, uh, Rush Limbaugh back in the nineties when she was still a liberal, I believe Tammy Bruce joins us now. Hi, Tammy. Hi there. It is uh, great to be on with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, uh, Tammy, uh, let's go through first the Rush Limbaugh story that you told on Twitter. I think it's fantastic. Can you tell the story? Yeah, you know, I thought it was important um, uh, because it's even though we knew he was ill, uh, we expected uh, to some degree, of course, this eventually happening. But it's still it's hard when it does happen, even though you expect it. And it, it was important, I, I thought, for me to convey, and a lot of people have great stories, have known him for decades, but ultimately it comes down to having meeting him that led to my ability to excise myself from the left. And it's, it, But it's also a very simple story. It wasn't anything very complicated, and I think it's very important to this day why, why and how that worked. I was the weekend liberal host at KFI, a station you know well, yep. uh, and I think many Americans do. And, of course, he, that was his syndicated uh, station. And um, he uh, uh, visited on occasion to do his show there, you know, as you do as a syndicated host, checking out the, uh, the stations that carry you. And I went in there thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to go in during the week and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confront this monster with all, you know, uh, he's not going to be able to escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I march on in there. And instead of seeing a, a horrible person and uh, being what uh, I had told he was, I met a, a generous, gregarious, open-minded, funny, supportive man. And uh, it, was, it was not obviously what I expected. And I realized in that moment, it's like, wow, um, I had been lied to about him. And if, if I was lied to about him, what else have I been lied to about? Uh, and he, it wasn't just like, you know, niceties. When you meet someone, I think he said when I first met him as being the president of LA Now there, uh, he said, oh, and so, you know, you're on the station and it's surviving. And he laughed. And I think there were, I think there were, I think there were a couple of feminazi jokes. Mm-hmm. And and but but in in a manner where it was not. I, I mean, it was it was a joke. And right. but the interest in me was clear. 
And he, he also gave me pointers about my work. He talked about the, the nature of talk radio. Um, uh, I, this, that was my first media job was at KFI starting in 1993. Uh, and, uh, you know, trends, even though we disagreed on many things uh, at that point, uh, his interest was in how I would do my success arguing about the issues. Uh, and, you know, it was a generosity of spirit that does not exist on the left. And it was a revelation, as was, Glenn, uh, you know, just talking with conservatives every day, callers mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, on radio. And that, you know, the, the, my associates at the time did not want me to go on talk radio. It was going to be the worst thing in the world, Glenn. It was going to be horrible. And you, know, you can't go on KFI. That's where Dr. Laura is. And they've got Rush Limbaugh. He's a monster. And I thought, wow, you know, but what a great way to at least talk about the oh, issue, yeah. God forbid, right? Yeah. Uh, and how, this is, but they were just adamant against it. Now I know why. Uh, it's because of the potential of these kinds of conversations. It was the fact that people were talking at all, that I would actually, for the first time, be speaking with conservatives um, who were regular people. It was the danger of the impact of debate and conversation and meeting people unlike yourself, because that if that happens, of course, then the left can't control what you Correct. think of them. Um, and, and that sort of, it was a combination of things within a short period of time where I realized, and it took me a great, some time more, a few years more even, uh, because this had been, you know, my, most of my life and point of view was the realization. Uh, and again, Rush Meeting him it was such an icon, and realizing the significance of him and the, and his personal nature versus what we I had been told, allowed me to first start to question what I was being told, then to be able to be safe, saying, "Well, wait a minute, I don't agree with that, or this is not correct," and then ultimately leading to the point of resigning, of deciding to not identify as a liberal. Uh, to decide that it was okay, it would be safe, uh, and it was more important, to be honest, than uh, uh, trying to placate members of a tribe. And uh, and you mentioned, I appreciate your introduction, my very first book was uh, I wanted to be able to not have my time on the left wasted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do what Rush Limbaugh does. I wanted to, you know, at least inform people. And that was my first book, The New Thought Police, which was what Tremendous. I saw, which was this, this development of, of uh, a, an effort to silence a major section of the American public using threats and intimidation. So, Tammy, the, you know, I, I, can, I can see threats coming. And, you know, I called the caliphate. I called the 9-11 thing in 1999 and said, Blood body mm-hmm. and buildings in the streets, uh, and it'll have Osama bin Laden's name on it because I take mm-hmm. people at their word. When they say they're going to do something horrific, you have to take them seriously. And mm-hmm. it usually works out to, you know, a, a, a legitimate warning system. When do we start taking the left dead seriously about? Uh, you know, reprogramming, deprogramming, uh, you know, uh, basically brainwashing us, you know, into their line of thinking or some sort of 
you know, McCarthy committee on truth. You know, it, it's almost because Americans, we, we are romantic. We expect uh, uh, people to do good things. We have an opinion about our fellow Americans, which is an accurate opinion uh, that we are good people. We want to be left alone. We are still a very young country. And it is uh, uh, against our nature to expect or believe why any other American would want to smash the system that we live in that brings so much wonderful, incredible things to people, not just here, but around the world. The, the, the saving of humanity, uh, of civilization, um, uh, certainly Western civilization, and we're seeing, you know, if, if Eastern civilization can withstand what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. But what Americans, unfortunately, are going to have to realize is that the infection of Marxism and socialism uh, it knows no boundaries like COVID. Uh, it doesn't stop at a border. Uh, and that's what this is. It's not about an American sensibility. Uh, the, Amer- the, the mind is a fragile thing. And we've now, we lost uh, the education system the moment, uh, even a little bit before, but certainly when Jimmy Carter created the education department. Mm-hmm. The federalizing of our public education system, that was the signal uh, that that was where they knew they needed to be to uh, uh, convince, brainwash, transform, uh, uh, generations of Americans. And we've looked away because we, we, who would do that, right? We couldn't believe it could be done, but it's happening. And again, it's not a natural projection, uh, projection, by the way, for any country, uh, but it is uh, a, a human framework that we've allowed to take hold. And the good news is, Glenn, is that it's weak, is that it is, it is, does not have a foundation. It, uh, no matter what your culture, what language you speak, where you're from, it doesn't survive when confronted. That's why ultimately they end up turning to violence. Right. In our country, the good news is uh, we can protect ourselves. We are not in a position where uh, it is easy to do that, as it was certainly in the uh, Soviet Union, in China, uh, and around well, the world where socialism and, and all of that has taken place. So I think it's about seeing these things really happen, that, they, that they're serious, People like us reminding people uh, uh, that you must believe them and that this can be solved. It's just a matter of confronting it. Okay, so I have to take a one minute network break and then come back for your answer on this one. Um, You know, it didn't seem plausible. Uh, The military was against it. The people who did the studies were against it. The American people weren't for it. But FDR was convinced that the Japanese needed to be rounded up. He couldn't get it through until December 8th, 1941. So it just takes an event and all of a sudden everybody's, oh, it can't happen here, kind of goes out the window. Uh, And I'd like to hear your response on that because we have event after event after event and we have a group of people that know we can maximize those events and do things we never thought possible. Back with Tammy Bruce in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. If you have one of those uh, cars that are basically held together with uh, duct tape and bailing wire, that's a car I love to drive. I love my trucks um, because they are old and reliable, and I want to drive them until the doors fall off. 
The problem is, is now with technology, you can't fix them yourself. A sensor goes wrong, like one of them did on one of my trucks. It was worth more than my truck was. So I would have had to total it and then go and buy a new truck and then have car payments again. I want my old truck. That's why I have CarShield. CarShield cars go further. They have protected uh, coverage, so when something really nasty goes wrong with your car, you don't have to worry about it. You have roadside assistance. You have a rental car while yours is in the shop. It can go to the dealership or wherever you want to uh, have it fixed, and you don't have to worry about waiting for their check to arrive to reimburse you. They pay directly. Drive with confidence, knowing that you are protected. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. 800-665-2157. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit CarShield.com and use the promo code BECK and save 10%. CarShield.com. Promo code BECK. Deductible. May apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Tammy, we are we're dealing with people now that, uh, you know, they know what a crisis is. They uh, in some ways, I think that they uh, celebrate them and and try to create some of them uh, so they can do things that they could have done. Covid is a great example. Uh, Why do you think that uh, we wouldn't fall into a some sort of a situation where it would just seem reasonable that we just round up all of these conservatives that are just blathering on and causing all this chaos. Well, I, you know, it's, if you were to look at some other country, the implementation of that you'd think could uh, be easy. Americans tend to be quiet people. Um, uh, and yet uh, we know that each time uh, liberals seem to get a foothold and talk like this, uh, gun sales explode. Yeah. Uh, Americans recognize that uh, their personal safety matters and that we do know history, despite uh, the efforts of the left to not teach it anymore. Uh, and uh, we have people like Rush Limbaugh, yourself, uh, and, and mass communication now, even though there's attempts to obviously stomp down on that. The fact is, is that the American people, uh, uh, f- first of all, it, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, would not allow that. And but mostly also it's about how decentralized we are. Thank goodness as a country that you've got states like Florida and Ron DeSantis. And then you've got the debacles of Cuomo and Newsom in California, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Christy Nome. You've got other leadership in states that provide examples of what works and what doesn't uh, and speak up and are and are willing to step up and say no. I think the founders understood uh, the importance of that, that if there was one sweeping dynamic effort to clamp down on the American people, uh, that there was enough of a decentralized framework, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights itself, at least even if the, the, the government uh, would overstep, uh, let's say, the First and the Second Amendment, it was that would be at least the massive red flag about, all right, what is coming what our arguments could be, and what people across the spectrum would not put up with. So I, I, I don't doubt that they would try, and that, in fact, even when I was on the left, my seeing the, that they've been planning 
to try to do this quietly. I have to say, uh, if Donald Trump never showed up and if COVID never showed up, the trajectory would be exactly the same. And you're right. There would either be the creation of, of a crisis. There would be uh, the, the lies that we know the government's willing to lie and cheat. We, you know, we saw that with the FBI, Donald Trump, and in so many other different ways. Uh, but we, we, we need to be not cynical, uh, but um, suspicious in a certain sense about the government's activities. We have to remember who we are as Americans, but also recognize uh, that humanity and individuals are being manipulated uh, by by groups, major groups that control education, uh, certainly at least 85 percent of the media uh, and uh, uh, the government uh, as the bureaucracy. Tim. But that it is it's the individual that can make the huge difference. We saw it with Trump. Uh, we see it with other leaders that are emerging and, of course, with the American people themselves. Tammy, I've, I've got about 90 seconds here. I, I tried sure. to do something with GLAAD uh, years ago when they were when Iran was throwing gays off of a building. And I said, now uh-huh. is the time somebody like me joining with somebody like you and saying we don't agree mm-hmm. on anything except you have a right to be who you are. Stop throwing people off of buildings. Uh, they mm-hmm. would not do it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. even. I met with them for an hour. They wouldn't even consider mm-hmm. it. Uh, are there honest people on the other side that are that are waking up that we can work together with to save the nation? I would say not in the massive organizations because already the commitment there is to money and to power. Uh, mostly with people who've made that kind of commitment. When character counts, they choke. Yeah. And we should expect that. Where it comes to is like someone like me was not president of the national now. I was president of a chapter uh, in touch with the local community, dealing with things at at that framework. It's those individuals who've always changed Mm. everything uh, and have noticed what the larger organizations are failing on and, and, and get tired of it. That's who will save the country. Tammy Bruce. Uh, you can follow her uh, on Twitter at Hey Tammy Bruce. Uh, Tammy, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for being honest and searching for the truth always. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, uh, it's 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 not uncommon when everybody is uh, you know I gotta go just to put some Raycons and music in my ears and. Uh, would that make me a bad dad? And just try to get through it all. Uh, Raycons, great quality, really comfortable. Uh, I don't want, you know, these big white plastic uh, AirPods that when I lay down and I'm listening to a book on tape as I'm going to sleep or something, that I'm that it's really, really uncomfortable. Raycons are great. Noise isolating, great uh, sound, sweat resistance. Uh, last for six hours. They're fantastic. And half the price of uh, Apple AirPods. What are you doing? If you need some, you need some earphones, uh, get Raycon. Offering 15% off all of their products right now. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. You need earbuds? These are the ones. It's buyraycon.com slash Beck. Do it now. And check out blazetv.com slash Glenn, the promo code being Glenn. That will give you 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV now.
Well, Biden's giving a speech now. It says that we are going to uh, re-engage with Europe like Donald Trump cut all of our ties. Um, I think what Donald Trump was doing over in Europe was fine. Good with me. You know, we don't need your treaties. That's that's fine. We're just going to do our thing. And uh, by the way, if you want NATO to exist, I don't really know why it does right now. But if you want it to exist, we're fine with that. But pay your share. I think those are great things. Oh, no, those are horrible. I, for one, believe we should be in all sorts of treaties on meaningless topics. Right. I want to make sure that we set ourselves into rules designed by the Europeans to mm-hmm. control our climate. Um, and even though it won't actually make any difference whatsoever, even if well, fully Im- implemented, which it's not being. Fully it is really good because mm-hmm. there's a there's a new thing out from the U.N. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, this is according to the Associated Press. Humans are making Earth a broken and increasingly unlivable planet through climate change, biodiversity, and pollution. Now, biodiversity loss. So the world must make dramatic changes to society, economics, and daily life. It's according to the United Nations. Now, the United Nations report, uh, when they line all this out, they say that uh, this is all going to be working through uh, the United Nations um, sustainability project, which is the 2030 plan used to be Agenda 21. Uh, It's still going, gang, and it's going gangbusters. All of this is in parallel with what we've been telling you about with the Great Reset, all of it. When the Associated Press asked leaders around the world what they thought of this, the AP said they were surprised how many said, oh, yes, this is definitely going to happen. Now, the U.N. report uh, tells that, you know, we're killing we're going to kill an eighth of all species of animals. Uh, on the planet uh, soon we're going to go up three and a half degrees in the next 100 years which is news to me Um, and uh, and our oceans are all dying so we have to act right now and they say this is the last call now i thought we had the last call in like 2004 but no 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 this is this one's the one this is the one we have no more time and we have to do all of it at once we can't just take it a piece at a time of course not all of it has to be done it's too important right existential existential threat so it is calling now for a change to how governments tax so now taxes are going to be decided on what is your impact on the climate and society ah Mm. gee this sounds like i feel like i've heard a proposal like this recently maybe tied to the great reset really yeah yeah uh, Yeah. it's interesting well here's i mean i think it's only fair that if you know you're you are uh hurting the planet that you pay more tax because i mean you have to offset that carbon the the earth is crying out please offset the carbon please pay money for the carbon and you know what mother earth it's a she's a nag she she's is constantly, constantly whining nah, 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 nah. stop accusing um, SUVs. but also Stu, i mean we have a right to talk but are we are we really doing good or are we doing harm mm. to social justice i hope there's someone who can judge that for us well there will be and oh, we'll get taxed on it <laughs> so if you are not working for the good of the community as outlined by your government 
and the global governments, mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to have to pay a new tax. Oh, good. Um, also, they are saying that we must change how nations value economic output. So economic output, hmm. it's not your gross national product. What is huh. the product you're putting out? Are you doing good for society? Are you, are you uh, finding equity? Hmm. And are you doing things that are good for the environment? I've been hearing that a lot lately. Um, there's a proposal ab- about stakeholder capitalism, which also, by the way, is part of the great reset. reset. Yeah, which is, weird? which is strange. Yeah, that's I've been strange. hearing this quite a bit. Also, uh, how power is generated. We're all going to have to oh. understand that the Green New Deal, that's not what they're calling it, just a green power, must be implemented right now you know you can really sell that to texas at this moment uh, they mm-hmm. just are they love, love that idea with windmills right that. now yeah mm-hmm. um so th- let me just before i give you the rest of what they want to change they're only asking for a few things okay and they're asking that this is our last chance we must do this right now we have to change what governments tax how nations value economic output how power is generated, the way people get around, mm-hmm. the way people fish and farm, as well as what they eat. So basically all aspects of our society. But you have freedom on every other place. What was left after? Everything else. Because, I mean, you already you, you said all the energy so really any activity would be monitored under this policy well not your caloric well caloric yes caloric Uh, is also regulated food um, speech is going to be taxed if you're not really you know for social uh justice mm -hmm. it seems Uh, like it seems like all you're describing here is a total all i am (laughs) describing and stop taking it out of context okay all this is asking for is Changing the way governments tax to include mm-hmm. what is called ESG. That's it. What's Just ESG? hit the ESG standards. Well, ESG sounds like something good. I, right. I mean, it's a EKG standard. is good. Right. What's an e- ESG? Right. It's, it's environmental, social, and government. So it's Just hit economic, those. Or, sorry, it's environmental justice, social justice, and the things the government says you got to do, too. You sound like you're describing a, a reset of sorts, and I would say a large one, a large reset, a, a big reset. I don't know what reset. you're talking about. I'm only saying change the way governments tax okay make a stakeholder uh, share where where the the it's business like shareholders but more like stakeholders, stakeholders. that's more important you, yeah. you change the way they do business and they're going to want to do business like this mm-hmm. um how nations value economic output how power is generated the way people get around fish farm and as well as what they eat what's the problem i mean it's all ju- the rest <laughs> is for you it just sounds so good and it's so just arbitrarily tied to that large reset thing we've been talking about. <laughs> it is amazing that this stuff, you know, it, you you were talking about this earlier about how uh, these things bubble under and people make up their minds. And it's a small percentage of people at first. And then eventually an event happens 
and it pushes a lot of those people who hadn't put a lot of thought into it over to the other side because they say, well, what are we going to do about this, right? Like, what are we going to do about this problem? We need more of X, Y, and Z. You know, it's, it's what AOC is trying to do with this Texas situation, Correct. right? The, this just proves we need the Green New Deal, right? Everything just proves whatever they want is what is needed. And if you look at social media, you look at the, what the media is pushing, you hear that. You don't hear the pushback that this system in uh, in Texas appears to be corrupt and incompetent, yeah. and they didn't weather strip anything. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> I because mean, it is more complicated than just windmills. We keep harping on the windmills. I mean, a lot. The bigger it's problem has been natural gas, but it's all tied to to this weatherization thing. Yeah, and, they didn't. And, they didn't do what they were supposed to do because of COVID. They did. They had virtual yeah, meetings. Virtu- Virtu- virtual weather that. stripping. I Vir- love that. Virtual. Well, because they do spot checks as part of the program. Right. And they were. They only went to like, what was it? 16 percent of all of the places they were supposed to go. And when I say they went there, they went there via Zoom. They're mm-hmm. just like, uh, okay, um, hold your phone up to the part where you weatherized. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was right. that bad. And of course, you know, that, that causes a huge, huge problem that we're yeah. all paying for now. So it's not, I mean, it isn't as simple as just, you know, whining about windmills, though that is a big part of it. In Texas, it's a big part of it. Wind and solar have underperformed through this when Texans needed power most. It's not a surprise. Uh, but it was it was bigger than that. It's a, a giant failure, and it always, as always, ties back to the government. And now you see what the government's doing. You know, some uh, good politicians, some bad politicians, all pointing figures at each other. Well, look at this. Uh, January sixth, we're now we we now have serious people talking about truth commissions. They are uh, saying the Capitol Police are saying they need the fence up around the Capitol now until September. Uh, they are now saying that the National Guard, they're going to release them, but not all of them. There will be a contingent that stays there in Washington, D.C. all the time now. Mm. And that's because of January 6th. You don't think that if something big would happen, you don't think that they would put draconian laws down? And here's the problem. These things are already agreed to by major corporations yeah. These major corporations are not freedom's friend. You would think they would be. Why would they want to do this? Why would they possibly want more taxes and more regulation? Because they're helping write it right now. It's not going to hurt Coca-Cola. It's going to hurt, you know, Diet Right or what, whatever <laughs> one of those off brands are that are not sitting at the table making the regulations now. Yeah. When the big corporations work with the government, they do their best to keep their competition down. Right. As anyone would. I mean, it's, right. it's very you, natural. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the company want more regulations? What is Facebook running a campaign on right now? They are actually <laughs> running an advertising campaign saying Washington we want you to regulate us. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense, does it? Unless you know you're going to be at the table writing the legislation. And, you know, for all the I mean, you've been saying this for so long, it's you know, you've been on repeat since, you know, 2008 or Thank something. You. Thank you. I, uh, basically, CD track for the Glenn Beck you, speech about don't don't just don't essentially don't give them an excuse. Look, I mean, look, yep. January 6th. There was much more death, much more violence in the Black Lives Matter rallies, much more property damage. All of that is c- 
completely true. However, you give them one excuse, and it was a big one. I mean, January 6th was really, really bad. It was bad. But for the people who have been arguing, oh, we just need to burn this down. We need to fight. We need to stop listening. We need to, we need to break the rules. We need to do all these things. Look at what has come out of just that one day. I mean, you're talking about a permanent National Guard contingency in Washington, D.C. They're talking about permanent fencing around the houses where our representatives work and truth commissions and terrorist warnings and uh, and justifications down of the Pentagon to weed out Trump supporters and a justification for every little dumb thing they've been trying to push through for the past decade. And they got it done because a few hundred people one day did something awful. I mean, it's it's and some of the people were in there like, you know, who knows? You know, I mean, some of the people were outside and didn't do there was no violence by a lot of the people who were there and thousands and thousands of people were there and didn't even know any of this happened. If you, but it doesn't matter. You can't give them an excuse. If you haven't read The Overton Window, yeah, uh, my novel, The Overton Window yeah, and The Eye of Moloch, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Read those novels. I read. I, I wrote them so they could write. Jeez, thinking back of the pl- plot. I mean, yeah, think about the last yeah. part of the Overton Window and mm. the beginning of the Eye of Moloch. Mm. It's happening right now. Uh, read those books. You can find them on uh, Amazon. All right, let me take a quick uh, break. Tell you a little bit about uh, Rough Greens. I've been talking about Rough Greens for almost a year now. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, almost a year. Uh, but let me remind you. That I think it was Fat Tuesday was the big last hurrah before we all went into lockdown with COVID. It's been almost, it's almost been, you know, 15 years just to flatten the curve. Uh, that's all we need is 15 years to flatten the curve. Anyway, my dog is a different dog a year later, a different dog. And I still see changes in him. He used to be a picky eater. That was the first thing that happened. That went away. He runs for his food bowl every time now. Um, now, if you think to yourself, I don't want to buy a whole bag because what if my dog doesn't eat, you know, doesn't like it? Well, what am I going to do? Talk to Dr. Dennis Black. He's the inventor of Rough Greens. He understands the concern. He decided to help you find out if your dog likes the product before you purchase anything. Your, by the way, your dog's going to probably love it. You'll get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay is for the shipping. You pay for the shipping, they will send you a free bag of Rough Greens to make sure that your dog likes it. If your dog likes it, then buy the bags of Rough Greens once a month and you are going to see a tremendous difference. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. Rough Greens. 1-833-GLEN, G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Or you can go online, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, just just on what we were just talking about, I look up over to CNBC and they're doing an interview on diversity and corporate leadership and how companies need to be held accountable for social justice and d- diversity. I was just reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just kind of like um, grandiose reset. Really? Yeah. It was, really? It was involved in that. Probably yeah. great reset. Was that oh, it? That you can read about it at the World Economic Forum. It's coming warning it's coming it seems like it's here yeah uh, a little bit more than it's coming yeah and i think uh one of the reasons why bitcoin is doing so well is because people know 
massive changes are about to happen and the dollar is not going to make it we got on the air today and it was fifty one thousand a bitcoin it's fifty four fifty four thousand five hundred and fifty as we talk about it now remember in march it was four thousand in march in march of 2020 less than a year ago if you don't have at least a hundred dollars in bitcoin you're 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 missing out you're missing out. <laughs> You've missed out on quite a bit. You've but missed it's still, out on quite a bit. I, I don't see why you wouldn't, I mean, at least a little bit. At this point, it's part of if, reality. If and, it becomes the world reserve currency, which we are a long way, that's wild speculation. But in five years from now, if that's the world uh, currency, you're looking at a million dollars a Bitcoin. Yeah, now I mean, that's, that's wild speculation. <laughs> it's wild speculation, but I will say, when people were on saying it's going to be fifty thousand, I was like, that's wild speculation. It's on its way to sixty. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it, I mean, is it is incredible. incredible. Nothing like lives. this in our lifetime. This is like the invention of the light bulb, and you bought into Edison, which became GE. This is the Glenn Beck program.